Welcome to Afterthoughts for episode three of The Complex. I've got James right across from me, ready to answer some questions and discuss this last episode. Hey, everybody. So, this last episode uh, mostly focused on people with non-hyper ADHD, yes, the which is, yes, which right. is um, I would say, the lesser known. It is the lesser known, and it's easier or it's harder to spot. Right. Yeah. Like there's, it's not the stereotypical form of no, ADHD and, that everybody if, thinks if, about. If there's a, if there's a, uh, a term on the side, it would be called the lazy type. Ooh. The people who look lazy. Huh. So. Okay. Just saying. Well, that's an interesting point to start it off. <laughs> um, yes. So I just want to review a little bit from last afterthoughts uh, that we talked about that there are three types of ADHD. There's the inattentive type that james just mentioned Mm -hmm. there's uh hyperactive impulsive which is the classic kind of form of adhd where they're all over the place right uh and then there is the combined type which is a little bit of both correct correct right and that's 85 percent right yeah that one's 85 that one's yeah the combined type is most of ADHD. right hyperactive impulses five percent inattentive is ten percent of our diagnostic pool so they're rare rare types we're talking and the inattentive it's a rare type we're talking about yeah okay so to get us started i wanted to talk a little bit about what some of the behavioral differences are between the two extremes i want to really just focus on uh, the inattentive and the hyperactive impulsive. So what are the major behavioral differences between those two types yeah. of ADHD? You know, and I think that's a, it's a great way to start because these are probably the two that are least talked about yeah. and, uh, and what people really don't focus on. So, um, you know, the reality is both types are going to have their attention disrupted. That's what you've got to remember okay. in the overall picture. Is it disrupted in different ways or is it usually yes. the same way? Well, in different ways, but just think about if your focus and concentration or your attention is disrupted, it's going to look like disrupted attention. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes That's whether fair. it's hyper yeah. or concentration doesn't matter, but just know that because a lot of times this is where people get thrown off. They're like, well, it's hard to know the subtleties between the two. Mm. Um, and we'll talk more about that, but just in a, in a general course, We've got attention that's disrupted, uh, it's inconsistent, it's chaotic, it's disorganized. All those things are part of what happens to the attention spectrum. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, But if we look directly at the inattentive type, which is what we were looking at here um, in this third episode podcast, particularly with Crispy, it's the focus and concentration that is the main issue but is also the highly disrupted area is motivation. It makes it, mm. it makes motivation for people very inconsistent. Um, and in a, some of the most interesting ways, it's baffling because someone will be motivated to do something and they're going along and seemingly, I mean, it like it evaporates, it goes away. Mm. It's like they're walking from one room to another and it's like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Um, oh my gosh. And it doesn't even matter what's tied to it. And yeah. I'm telling you, so focus, concentration, motivation are the main issues on the inattentive okay. spectrum. But motivation is probably one of the most wicked issues uh, to really deal with. And it's what I talked about at the beginning. It 
creates a, a scenario in which people look lazy. Oh. So when you lose that motivation, it's like, yeah. well, you just don't care enough. Right. Uh, you, if you really wanted to do this, and people are yeah. like, uh, no, I want to do it. Yeah. I'm just not motivated. They have a passion it for it. They love yeah. it, but it's yeah. just, it's this aspect of ADHD that kind of cuts that motivation down really fast. Really fast. And it, it's more of a, it's almost like a, the chemical disruption in the neurology that just begins to lose, uh, lose connection. Yeah. So, okay. So, and so I, you said that <clears throat> focus and concentration were disrupted as well. And that's the major piece that's disrupted in the hyperactive impulsive as well. Correct. No, 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 not, not necessarily. Okay. So the focus and concentration piece uh, has to do with being able to hold that focus and concentration on point. Like yeah. I can concentrate and I can really focus means a period of time. Um, so the hyperactive uh, impulsive type, okay, yeah. is is actually very different than the inattentive type because these are the folks that have like more energy than you can shake a stick yeah. at. It's like they are running a million miles an hour yeah. and it's hard to slow them down. And so... The hyperactive impulsive type has much more issues with having too much energy, uh, running over people's boundaries, getting in people's way, mm. uh, or impulsively uh, jumping from one task to another or being uh, reactive to one thing or another mm. impulsively without thinking about it. They're just driving too fast. Okay. Gotcha. So um, I actually want to just go to a clip real quick from the past episode with Crispy um, just to kind of illustrate uh, some of these aspects right. with inattentive. Right, right. Okay. Here's Rent Chief. Bright and early on the first this of every month. Song. Thanks, it Crispy. It um, it's nice you pay all in cash, but I was actually wanting to talk to you. Uh, Crispy, can you listen for a second? Oh, I guess not. Okay, so here we see Crispy um, obviously not having hyperactive impulsive type. Right. Right. So I wanted to uh, kind of go back to what we were talking about a little bit before the clip and relate it to the clip. Um, so in the hyper, I'm going to use the hyperactive impulsive form as okay. kind of our jumping off point. So in the hyperactive impulsive form, there seems to be, like you were saying, this kind of excess energy that's right. just there all the all time. time. It mm -hmm. allows them to hyper focus. It allows them to, you know, get a bunch of stuff done at the very last minute when it needs to be done. Right. And they and it's fine. Right. right. It ends right. up being OK. Um, how is that? Or, well, like so that that's kind of a benefit that you can have with. A hyperactive impulsive form correct like it's you know if, if you can channel that energy of being able to correct. get things done very very fast right. it's a benefit right. right um are there benefits like that with inattentive well there are benefits because um on the inattentive side but the inattentive side can have a hyper focus mm. in some of the strategies and we'll talk about that as well uh in what you see crispy and his rigidity yeah, his strategies and his schedule. Yeah. Uh, but the inattentive type, the the most critical aspect of that um, is that they need to learn that 
if they chill out or they relax, that they can disconnect easily. Okay. And so in the inattentive type, um, you really do have the challenge with the motivation and you have to manage that motivation challenge with very personalized routines. Okay. Mm. I know what motivates me. I know what is personally meaning to me. Um, I know the responsibility I feel, um, is important to the project I'm doing, yeah. uh, but they have to be really personalized. So the inattentive person, uh, if they highly personalize their strategies and routines, they can mm-hmm. many times get things done. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they have that hyper focus, like the hyperactive impulsive form. They just have to go about it. They have to go about getting to that hyper focus in a different way. Uh, correct. Right. It has to be a routine, a specialized routine that they have built for themselves saying, if I take you know, step A, B, and C, then I will be able to do something. Yeah, and I see you. I, you see that with Crispy, right? Yeah, and yeah. How rigid his routines are exactly in this. But the interesting thing is, uh, with the rigidity of those routines or structures, a lot of times what's going to happen is that life isn't that way. Life is mm. not yeah, yeah. that non-flexible. Yeah. Um, and so you can really run into problems because you have to have it done in a certain way, and if it's not you get highly disrupted or you don't finish it or you get thrown off task. Mm. One of the classic ones is that somebody with inattentive many times will be doing a very personalized structure or routine with something and they get interrupted. They yeah. get highly disrupted and they might be reactive. They get frustrated. They yeah. might yell at you or say something. And then they almost they have to start over again. Oh, geez. Because the routine was so personalized yeah. and so ordered yeah. that if they don't start over again, they can't remember it where they were. Work. It's like they're riding on a certain track. Yeah. And I think there's some truth to that. So the inattentive types can really come up with those personal routines like that that mm-hmm. can be helpful. But the rigidity of them can be highly disruptive. Mm. Wow. That's... I never realized that that was how inattentive kind of worked. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a very good way to kind of illustrate it is like this hyperactive impulsive type has uh, too much ability to start everything. And so they start way too many things at, at, you know, and then they can't manage that. Right. And then on the other side of that, the inattentive doesn't have enough energy to start things. Right. So, right. And so on each side of it, you need very, per- it's very hard on each side of it, Correct. right? Um, Correct. But on each side of it, you need very personalized strategies to get you from where you start to where you want to get. Or to slow and, down or because to you've slow got so down. much energy. Exactly. exactly. And so it's a really good way to frame yeah. it and look at it because um, the inattentive, once they're motivated, they have to be careful of the rigidity, mm. the hyperactive. For them, slowing down, sometimes the slowing down uh, is almost an impossible challenge for them. Yeah. Um, And they really are afraid they're not going to have the energy anymore. Where will it come from? And so uh, these are very unusual types, and they take very unusual strategies uh, and understanding. Mm. It's just not the common day space you can uh, develop strategies from. You really have to look, look at what works very personally for you. Gotcha. Okay, well, I want to go ahead and play a second clip. Great. He didn't seem to mind that I had waltzed into his apartment without him knowing, so I stayed. Anyway, when I opened up the fridge, there were glass bottles of Mexican Coke lined up with military precision and Mongolian power fists. Have you ever seen that? It's sort of like 
Ultimate Fighting, but with Buddhists. And believe it or not, the theme song is pretty catchy. Mongolian, Mongolian. Power, power fist. Focus your chi. Focus your chi. Focus your chi. This is amazing. How have I not seen this before? I know, right? It's on every weekday at 17.05 after my 10-minute walk home from my 4-hour and 15-minute shift. There's nothing like watching Buddhists beat the snot out of each other to calm their nerves. Yeah, um, I think this is the calmest I've ever seen you. Correct. You usually encounter me when I'm on schedule. Right now, I'm on break. Really? Three and a half minutes early? I'm still on break. Well, if, if you need to answer that, I can get out of your hair. No, no, no. We're watching Mongolian Power Fist. We have two minutes left. All right, so it's pretty obvious to see Crispy's uh, strategy here, his personalized strategy of having the extremely rigid structure of his schedule. Yes. Um, And that seems to be what works best for him. But I kind of want to relate it to what we were talking about right before the clip of um, him. So this was his relaxed time, his relaxing time. His chill time, time. exactly. And when there was a knock on the door three and a half minutes early, right, Um, he wasn't willing to change to to accommodate that. So I think it's a really good point. I want to take a a touch of a side note off of the... Uh, the inattentive kind of space for a moment because it's really affecting relationships and family here Mm. that sometimes things are happening with somebody with ADHD and it's illogical, irrational and someone in the family or who cares about them. In this case, you're the apartment manager. All of a sudden you go into his apartment in a way because you feel like there's something going wrong. Yeah. This is what happens for people who live or are around the ADHD. They begin mm. to think like something's wrong here. Yeah. And so you cross boundaries or somebody in a family or an apartment manager like this yeah. does something that someone might not do that's highly disruptive to the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to note that, that so many times yeah. something looks illogical. And the, the quickest thing for family members or even professionals to do is to say, hey, why are you doing this or what's going on here? Because if it's a safe environment Mm. where the person feels like you have a good relationship with them, they'll tell you. Yeah, It's probably going to be quirky. It's going to be unusual. It won't make sense to you if it's specialized. But in this case, it just made so... I thought it was so important to talk to family members or professionals Mm. and say, look, if you see something weird or unusual... Ask about it directly. Yeah. Don't cross a boundary and then try and apologize. Well, yeah, because you saw, like you said, okay, well, Crispy didn't really seem to mind. Right. Okay. So whether somebody with ADD kind of lets it go because they're not that attached to, mm. they kind of, they can blow it off, so yeah. to speak, or uh, kind of put it off to the sidelines easier. Um, uh, that's the part that does affect people with ADD because on the inside. that can build up. Exactly. What yeah. we talked about before, the yeah. emotional stress can build up. Exactly. So, so he probably 
saw me in his apartment was like that's a little weird and then was like eh whatever i'll put i'll put it on the back burner right i'm going to my chill time right i'm really this interested. is right this is my chill time i want to watch mongolian power exactly. fest and not deal with this exactly right now. so he can turn it off and go over here yeah it's not that it didn't affect it right okay. okay so let's put that there but then let's go back to what um you were saying on the you know hit this is his chill time yeah okay and you see the rigid structure for him to get into his chill time. Mm. So it's a very effective for him because he's going to relax and have something fun. Yeah. But even in that fun space, it's very ordered and very yeah. deliberate. Yeah. So when the bikers knock on the door three and a half minutes early, you think someone's here a few minutes early. That's great. Yeah. For him, he's emotionally reactive or disruptive. Yeah. Right. And it's why I think it's really important for family members to understand that somebody with Many times the inattentive type of ADD who has a rigid structure they're running mm. can, there's a rhyme and a reason for it. It's yeah. not like they don't need to uh, relax a little bit within it, yeah. so to speak. Um, but there's a rhyme and a reason as to why they're holding that routine as tightly as they are. Gotcha. Yeah, because that is is something that is very important to that person in order to go about their day and uh, go about their processes of getting things done correct correct yeah. and that's important and so you know but if we look at it the person with the inattentive type who has these rigid structures they really do this is where mindfulness and meditation come into me mm, yeah. is it learning to have some softness or flexibility within the rigidity of their structure mm -hmm. if or when it gets disrupted mm -hmm. so like when the knock on the door happened a great thing for crispy uh, in a really resourced or a way where he knew himself, he could take a deep breath and say, mm. okay, I know someone's here early, <laughs> but I'm going to let him wait. Or, yeah. But he, he didn't really slow himself down. He reacted. Yeah. We yeah. heard he was, him react. Right. And he just got mad that somebody was here three and a half minutes early and he had exactly. two more minutes of Mongolian power fist. And, and like, but I would also say on the uh, other side of the hyperactive impulsive type, since we're addressing that, yeah, afterthoughts as well, is that that hyperdrive is also calmed down through uh, mindfulness mm. and meditation. The ability to kind of slow myself down, pace. Yeah. Really important for somebody with a hyperactive impulsive type to check in with others, mm. that they're not running over, going too fast, being yeah. too impulsive. Uh, and so that check or that way station, as I call it, for people with hyperactivity can be important. For the inattentive, if their uh, strategies are too rigid or if they kind of spaced out or didn't hear something, asking someone, you know, what did you just say? Can you repeat that? Yeah. Repeating it to someone. All those things are effective strategies on yeah. the spectrum to be able to use to be more effective. Yeah. And it's also very important from the other side of the coin, people who don't have ADHD, to be very respectful and, and responsive if that person is trying to reach out and say, hey, did I do something wrong? What can I change? Like, yep. you know, yeah. And not yep. and not be reactive to them because that exactly that reactivity can just it can, hurt the situation. Well, it can make it spin into a an emotional stress storm. as yeah. I Talk about it, things like that. But so if somebody with attention issues ask you to repeat something or mm -hmm. uh, kind of go back over something. Know yeah. that that's likely a strategy they're using. And at the same time, uh, the hyper energy, you know, if someone's trying to check in with you, some people are like, well, why are you doing that? I know what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. 
But for us with attention issues or ADHD, it's just critically important that we kind of stay connected to our environment around mm-hmm. us. And those are qualifiers and strategies and ways of doing it. Very helpful for fam- family members to understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, equally helpful for professionals who are treating them to help them track or understand how to manage those kind of social relationships. Yeah. You know, I think something that is really important to address is exactly what you were saying is like assuming that people are doing things to help themselves. Yes. Nobody likes feeling lazy. Nobody enjoys feeling bad. Nobody unmotivated or unmotivated or or having these different or hyper all the time or hyper all the time. Exactly. They don't like having these these bad feelings. And so when they're doing something weird like that but they're still happy and they're still like yeah. you know it's it seems like right. it's working yeah. there's a reason for that there is a, definitely a reason and family members can take care of themselves yeah. from um, either moving away or not being uh, disruptive but uh, taking care of themselves as well as the person with ADHD is doing yeah. things uh, that's meaningful to them all right well um Thanks for listening to this episode of uh, Afterthoughts. As far as where to get the next coming episodes of The Complex, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.